0: Welcome to another audio podcast from Pastor Ralph Wintersmith from Zealand. A few weeks ago I spoke about a purse with holes in. Do you remember anybody? Remember that? Oh, that's, that's amazing! Usually you don't remember. So it must have been a bit, slightly, slightly upmarket sermon. Fantastic. I don't know if you remember, in, the, in Genesis there was a man called Lot, had two daughters... Cut a long story short, his eldest daughter had a son called Moab. And Moab became the uh, patriarch of the Moabite people. And the Moabites were enemies of the children of Israel. And on one occasion, the king of the Moabites, his name was Balak, in the English pronunciation of that name, um, he, he called a, a, a guy called Balaam. And he said, will you come and will you please curse God's people for me. Will you come over and curse God's people for me? Now, Balak, it seems, uh, Balaam, it seems, was a bit of a mercenary individual. And uh, he was in it for the money. And so he'd go around putting curses on people for the money. Anyway, again, to cut a long story short, he got to the place where he'd been asked to attend and pronounce this curse against the children of Israel. And when he opened his mouth, all that came out was blessing. And and Balak was jumping up and down with with rage. I asked you to curse them, and all you've done is blessed them. And uh, Balaam said, you can read it for yourself in Numbers 23, verse 8. He said, how can I curse what God hasn't cursed? How can I curse what God hasn't cursed? How can I do something God's not doing? How can I make a pronouncement that will work if God's not pronounced it? That's what he, that he, that's what he was saying. And in the, in, in your Bibles, in, in Numbers 23, the, 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 ver, the, the word curse, that's translated curse, is the Hebrew word, which is the same word which is used in Haggai, chapter 1, uh, for the word holes, where it says a purse with holes. It's the same word. And it's the word that means, or could be translated perforated. So, Balaam was saying, how can I perforate this people if God's not perforating them? And God had perforated the purse. So I said on the Sunday night of the day that I preached on this, you could have said it was a purse with a curse, a cursed purse. don't know if that would be easier to remember. Has your purse got a curse? You could probably, could probably produce a rap about that, couldn't we? Yeah, some nods out there. There's a challenge. Somebody, six line rap about the purse with a curse. Or maybe make it 12, then you can finish off the story. I tell you what, let's have a competition. No more than 24 lines rap on the curse with a purse. And we'll get somebody intelligent to judge it. Is that fair? You have a month. There you go. A month. <clears throat> now, this morning, I want to go a little bit further with this topic. And I want to look at a a thought in verse 13 of chapter 1 of Haggai. And it says this, Haggai, the the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. And if I can remind you that what, what had happened was the prophet had come to the people and he said, look, you, you, you never get full up, although you eat. You're cold when you put your clothes on, and you earn money, and bring it home, put it in a purse with holes in. And I said, don't work harder. That's not the thing. Because even if you work harder and earn more, there's still a hole. And, and God says in, in, in chapter one, he says, why was that? Says, because I blew on it. I perforated your purse. I made the hole. Why? Because of my house, which lies in ruins, while you are concentrating On your own house. And the challenge was refocus. Refocus your life. Refocus your life so that as you focus on God, He'll fix the hole in the purse. He'll change this poverty thing. He'll change it round. And then we looked just briefly at the idea of what is the house and the fact that we can build our own house even when we think we're doing God's work. So we need to double check make sure the house we're building is his house, not my idea of what his house should be like or my desire for what I should have as I build his house. And we looked at those things just briefly. I mean, they're, they're big topics and you could probably write a book on it. There's so much to talk about. But this morning I want to talk about this verse 13 and the statement, I am with you. The people had stopped. <clears throat> They'd... Assessed their situation. God had said, consider your ways. They'd thought about who they were, where they were, and they refocused. And you and I, when we came to God through Jesus, we did that in life. The message came to us, and I'll dress it up a little bit. It came to us, your life is like a purse with holes. It's not really achieving very much. In fact, as stuff goes into it, stuff falls out of it. Your life could be so much better And it's spoiled by sin. This hole has been caused by sin. Get right with God. Let him fill your life and bless you. And we did that. Jesus said in Mark's gospel, repent and believe the gospel. And we did that. We heard the message. We heard God loves us. We heard it. It got through. I think this morning Matt prayed about God looking on the heart, not the outer man. You know, some people look very nice. But inside, what are you like inside? Well, his message got through. Repent and believe. And we did. We stopped. And we said, yes, Lord, it's true. I'm away from you. I'm a sinful man. Please forgive me. Come into my life. And he came into our life. And he fixed the hole. He made us new. And he gave us a new life to live for him, which we do. And these people did that. In verse 12, it says, they obeyed the voice of the Lord. They heard the message through the prophet. It was the voice of God. And they obeyed. They stopped and assessed their ways and and, and realized they needed to adjust things. And they, it says, began to build. They obeyed the voice of the Lord, verse 12, because they revered him. They feared him. They were reverent of the fact that God had spoken to them. Now, this morning, in this place, I believe God will speak to us if he hasn't already spoken to you. And I believe it works like this. You, you hear the word and it, right inside you say, yes, that's me. Maybe you missed the first talk and you know you've got a purse with holes in. And you know you need to stop and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Well, you can do that this morning come into my life, make my life new, give me forgiveness, give me eternal life. If you do that, he will come in. You'll start again, you'll get a new life. You could do that. And maybe you missed the first talk and you're a Christian and you realise you need to adjust your life. You need to stop because you've been living just for yourself instead of concentrating on living for God and building his house. Well, when he speaks to us, we need to do what they did. They obeyed God, they revered him. See, so when, you, when you think about what happened here, a man, a prophet, came who was carrying a message from God. God, the Almighty God, the Creator God, the Holy God who loves us, had spoken to this person, given him a message for them, and he carried the message, and when he spoke, they heard God. And they revered this Almighty Creator who loved them and that 's what we need to do. We need to, we need to revere God and obey God and receive the Word inside and put it into action and that 's what they did and the result was a further uh, a further an extension to the, to the message i 'm with you i 'm with you now build the house i 'm with you and this morning, I want to say to you absolutely confidently, God is with us. We stopped. We heard about our lives as having a hole in it that needed fixing, and we heard that Jesus would fix it, and we stopped, and we said yes. And we turned to God from our old ways. And he's been living his life through us since then, and he is with us. Just as he said to them, I am with you, declares the Lord. And he was with them. And when God is with you, it means so much. There are numerous examples in the Bible we could refer to that that show how, not just delightful, but how potent, how meaningful a life becomes when God is with you. You may not always think your life is very full of meaning or potent, but it is because God is with you. When God called Moses, he said, I'm sending you. I'm going to be with you, Moses. And you know what happened. With a mighty outstretched arm, a great powerful demonstration God redeemed his people because he sent a man and was with that man and later on when they were called to move on Moses said go with us because if you don't go I'm not going if you're not going to be with me I don't want to go and God says of course I'm with you the same with Joshua when he led them into the promised land I'm with you as I was with Moses I will be with you God was with him and the dynamic of that was that they drove out their enemies before them and possessed the land that God was giving. A land flowing with milk and honey. And you can go on, Gideon. You can go further. Come into the New Testament. Jesus said expressly to his disciples, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. But Lord, it just doesn't think, it doesn't seem like you're with me, Lord, but I'm with you. Why? Well, you refocused your life. You came to me, I fixed the hole. I lifted the curse from your purse. I took it away. And I'm with you. And it's, you know, the dynamic of that's amazing. God is with us. We, we, uh, we could say, yahoo, or, yippee, I'm not going to shout because, <laughs> no, I'm not going to shout. I feel like, I feel like it. God's with us. So a particular individual has been sending threats through the text system to different ones in this church. Uh, He he sent me a text, I'll make you smile. He'd spoken to the bishop. The bishop wasn't pleased with me, and I'm thinking, I'm not an Anglican. This This morning, he he sent me one this morning to disrupt my, my tranquility. And he said, the bishop's coming to church this morning. And he's going to decloak you. <laughs> Not defrock me, but decloak me. I thought, Klingons? You know, we're the Klingons. <laughs> Am I fazed by this individual? He says some awful things. Not at all. Do I take it seriously? Absolutely. I take the devil very seriously. But God is with me! God is with us. You know, if he wants my cloak, he can have my cloak, have my coat also. I think Jesus, that's what Jesus said, wasn't it? But he, You know, he can't touch me. It's hilarious, it's hilarious. I'm with you, said God. And where God's with us, his presence is there. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us this morning. Without you, we can do nothing. But you're with us. We're glad about that. (laughs) His presence with them was linked to his divine purpose, which was to see his house built. To see his house built. You're paying attention to your house, but I want my house built. Why? So that God... Yes, he says it's going to be more glorious than the former. So that God would get glory? Well, partly that. So that there would be this temple, the place of the presence of God? Yes, it's partly that, but it was really for them. That they would be able to worship again and have this focal point, this, this is where they met with God. We don't need a temple like that. We are the temple. He's in us. We've met Jesus. The Spirit fills our lives. We don't need that physical building. But they did. And God wanted it built for their sake, that fellowship could be renewed, that the covenant could be worked out together, that he could display his love and pour out his blessing on them as they fulfilled the requirements of the law. That was his plan. It wasn't so, I've got a house that's glorious and people will see, oh, look at their God, isn't he great? Yes, they would do that. But it was for their sake. I'm with you to build So that I can be with you all the time, so that you can come to me and receive what you need, so that I've not only fixed the hole in your purse, lifted the curse from your cursed purse, but so I can pour out my blessing and grace into your life. God is good. And as we concentrate, we want to see his house built. It's not so that we say, well, the building is now full. Let's look for somewhere bigger It's because every person that comes, the living stones that come to become part of his house are precious, blood-bought individuals that Jesus died for. Wants them rescued that they don't go to hell. His presence is linked with his purpose, his desire. Christ is is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are are his house if we hold (coughs) on to our courage and the hope which we boast. We are his house. Last night we were, Saturday we usually meet to pray, some of us we were praying, just praying for you this morning, that God will bless you this morning. And and our visitors, we thought there were going to be some visitors, that God would bless you this morning. You're his house. We want you built up. We focused our prayers on you, that God would bless you. And we thank God for everyone that would be coming here. His house. His being present stirred them up, verse 14 said. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. <clears throat> stirred up Joshua, stirred up the spirit of the whole room. He stirred them up. He awakened them. Some translations say he woke them up. He wakened them. The Hebrew word is, is, is a word that can mean to, to wake or to strip bare. And the idea here is really that he, he, he stripped away the the, the, the the ancillary things that were in the way of the fulfilling of his fellowship and presence with them he wanted them that he wanted them open to him he stirred them up that they would get on with his job and out of that they would be benefiting so much awake awake clothe yourself with strength he stirred them up and the prophet isaiah says awake awake clothe yourself with strength O arm of the lord awake as in the days gone by he's calling out to god to move but god's calling out to them and stirring them up and he does that for us doesn't he I was, as I meditated on this, I was thinking about the church here. And i tell you, I, I was returning thanks to God. Because God has stirred our hearts. You know, you come to church, you you do what you can. You, you tell of Jesus, you pray, you give, you... Some of you minister, some of you are involved in different things in the church. It's because God stirred you. Why do you do it? Is it... Is it for kudos? No, not at all. You, I don't think there's anyone here looking for kudos. We want to see souls saved. We want God to be glorified. We live to glorify God and make disciples for Jesus Christ because God has stirred us. Even, even when we're tired, we, 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 something gets us moving. It's not just a sense of duty or discipline through years of character building, it's some, there's something in us that stirs, isn't there? We come here this morning. I've been worshipping from my heart this morning as we've sung together. Did I work that out? And the sun is stirring us because God is with us. God is with us. I don't know how many times over the years I've broken down in tears in a service because God's stirring us. If he didn't, it would be pretty, pretty bland. And so he stirred them, he opened their eyes, he woke them up, he called to them through their slumber, and he threw them out of bed in a loving way. And as God's present with them, so his enabling was there. The the place was finished about four years later. The building was finished about four years later from the... the, uh, Scholars who studied this, they say, about four years later. So it was a big task, but they did it. And because God st- stirred them up and he said, build, build a house, he says, so the remnant, the spirit of the whole remnant, they came and began to work on the house of the Lord. You've already done that. You're already at work tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, coffee morning, working on the house. Bridges on Thursday, be working on the house. Life groups, you're working on the house oasis next month working on the house whatever it is the men's bible study thursday night working on the house it's what we're doing because god stirred us and it may bring us joy it probably does bring us some satisfaction probably does it's good to be involved that's true but that isn't what what we're in it for some people we, we know find they're kind of purpose and identity and working hard but that isn't if i don't believe that's it for us i believe god's got us to do something that's incredible absolutely incredible and they will succeed the enabling was there in the new testament paul said in colossians to this end i labor struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me He told the Philippians, it's God who works in you. God is working in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. He stirs us up. 1 Corinthians 15.10, as he's, he's telling them about his credentials, he says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace to me was not without effect. No. I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me, that stirred me up. Sometimes God calls to us and we have to fan into flame the gift that's within us. But more often, it seems to me in my life, he stirs me up. The other morning, I, was, I forget, I was quite up, up quite early to speak to Berema because he wanted to speak to me at seven um, in, from Burkina on Skype. So I thought, right, I'll get up nice and early, have a shower and so on. And of course, I was singing away in the shower, crack of dawn stuff. My darling wife... So patient with me. She said, well, it's good to hear you praise me in the morning. <laughs> she didn't say it like that. I said that just to make you smile. She was very generous, but I'd forgotten. I'm sitting at my computer well before 7 o'clock, all switched on, waiting for him to call me. And about 20 past, I thought, well, at African time. And then I looked, and it said, Wagadougou, 6.20 a.m. <laughs> They're an hour behind us. Burr. So I could have spent a bit longer. But I had a great praise time in the shower. Why do I tell you that? I didn't go into the shower say, right now, what do I do next? Oh, I know, soap. Now what's next? Oh, I know, sing praises. It, he is with us. And he stirs us up and his presence brought success. It's very interesting, the... Uh, Chapter 1, verse 1, the second year of Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Chapter f- verse 15, on the 24th day of the sixth month, 23 days later, in the second year of Darius, verse 14, they came and began to work. So from the giving of the word and the prophesying, maybe over a few days, so they got the message. I don't think, I don't think they heard it all first time, that's human nature. Over that little period... God got hold of them, and they came and they built. Well, this morning I want to thank God. What's my conclusion? <clears throat> my conclusion is that God's with us. My conclusion is that he's given us the job of building his house, which is the people. My conclusion is that we stopped, and we're focused on that. And the, 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 the curse was lifted. The, the hole has been fixed. And we will succeed. That's my conclusion. Because God's with us. Let's pray. Shall we just pray? Lord, we're so grateful that you, you speak to our hearts. You, you stimulate our thinking. You energize us, Lord. You give us motivation and you keep us going. And Lord, even when we go through difficult times of poor health or weariness, you, you come again and you, you stir us up, Lord. You make us sharp. And you keep us company. You direct our way. And you cause us to apply our lives to your purpose. And I thank you for that, Father. Lord, we've acknowledged this morning it's your grace. It's your grace. It's your grace, Lord. Lord. And we praise you. Just while we're praying, every head is bowed. Just in the quietness of your heart this morning, maybe God spoke to you. From what I said, something may be different to my emphasis. But I emphasize to you, God is with you. Even if it looks difficult or dark, God is with you. And he'll stir you up. If you want to be stirred up again by the Spirit of God, just say, yes, Lord. Lord, each one that said yes, I know you'll stir them up. I'm not going to ask you to. I know you will. Thank you. Get the glory, Lord. Bring your purposes to pass. Grant your people the success that you want them to have so that others will come to know you. And, Lord, may the glory of this latter house be greater than the glory of the former for surely it is, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.